All right, welcome to Kidman Talk, episode 100. This is for celebration. We have done a hundred podcasts. Is that amazing or what? Hey, I'm so glad you're joining me. Man, we have done, I can't believe it, 100 podcasts. Now, technically, it's actually 114 because I did a different podcast earlier with Gus. Some of you might remember that. Hello, welcome to Children's Ministry Podcast. That's right. Well, uh, we are 100 into Kidman Talk. Started way back in 2011. And boy, have we covered a lot <laughs> of topics over the years. And so today, what I'd love to do is we're gonna talk about timeless truth versus fads. We're gonna talk about my week two report as a new children's pastor, and I wanna answer some of your questions. Sorry I started a little late. We had some technical difficulties, but hopefully we are good to go now. All right, so sit back, relax, whether you're driving or whatever you're doing, uh, and let's talk Kidman today. It's going to be really, really awesome. Again, be sure to put some questions in the comments, and I'll try to address those. I've got them right next to me there so I can see them, and I may even uh, try to answer them quick on the spot. So let's get going. All right, when I first started Kidman Talk um, way back in 2011, boy, a lot has happened since then. One of my goals for this podcast was to make sure that it was always relevant information. I was listening to some other podcasts, and some I just felt like they were just shooting the breeze and talking, and and uh, and I, I wasn't really engaged. And it actually discouraged me from, from doing a podcast. And I said, if I'm going to do this, I want to make sure that I am providing training that's timeless. Whether people listen to it the week that I'm recording it or whether they listen to it uh, months later, even years later. In fact, I've been so encouraged by people who have told me that they have listened to these podcasts over and over again, which is crazy uh, encouraging uh, to me and uh, just makes me so excited. But so go to KidmanTalk.com. There's over a hundred podcasts on there and it's all free and it's always relevant. You know, fads come and go. And there's a lot of noise in kids' ministry about what's new and what the new trends are. And that's all good. We should be relevant. We should be current. We should be contextualizing our ministry um, to the, the times that we're ministering in and being aware how kids are different and families are different. But my point is that fads come and go, but principles are permanent. And so we have to make sure that we are um, building our ministry on solid biblical principles, not on fads that are going to quickly become outdated. You know, that is actually why God's Word is so powerful. God's Word is loaded with timeless truth that regardless of whether you lived back in Jesus' times or the Middle Ages or pioneer times or modern, this crazy modern world, the truth is still relevant. I mean, look at Jesus, all right? Jesus used fish. He used food. He used fig trees to communicate timeless truth. Now, we probably still use food quite a bit, but I don't know how many of you have used a fig tree um, to teach. I don't know if anyone's pulled a coin out of a fish's mouth unless you were doing an awesome uh, object lesson. We used multimedia, and we used puppets, and we used toys, and we used Play-Doh, and we do definitely do not use glitter. Glitter is banned from children's ministry. <laughs> but my point is that truth is forever. All that changes 
is the application of that truth. All right, what uh, means we use to communicate. I mean, I'm on Facebook Live. Can you imagine if Jesus could have streamed, you know, how awesome that would have been? Um, but no, he came in the fullness of time. He came at the perfect time. And there's lots of cool reasons uh, for why that is. Uh, the tools that we use um, changes, but the principles don't change. And so that's why it's so important as you're listening to children's ministry leaders, as you're looking at those big, cool churches and, and what they're doing, and as you see things on the web, especially on Facebook that people post, and you go, oh man, I got to do that. Be careful. Be careful that you don't copy what other people are doing. All right, The important thing, instead of doing what others are doing, is to ask yourself, why are they doing that? Because when you get to the heart of the principle of why they're doing that amazing, cool thing that caught your eye, it's important to ask um, why are they doing it? Because when you identify the why, you may end up doing the same thing, and that's cool. But you also may end up going, you know what, in our context, with our kids, the size of our church, our budget, our economic status, our community, our ethnic buildup, whatever, you may end up applying that principle in a totally different way. And when you post on Facebook, there's going to be somebody who's going to copy you. And they're going to miss the principle. And so principles are so important. And make sure you define those. We've got several posts on Kidology about philosophy of ministry and developing a philosophy of ministry. I'll link some of those in the show notes because it's so important that you have a biblical basis. And that is a good transition into part two. Now remember, you can post some questions anytime. I'll be happy to add those. Don't worry about interrupting me. Uh, some I may say for the end, some I may go, oh, that's a good question. It's right on topic. And I will, um, I'll try to address that. But week two, last week I posted, it's on KidmanTalk.com, my week one report of what I worked on last week. We got into topics about the software I use and, and all kinds of things offline. And uh, it was pretty cool. So make sure you watch it if you want. Now I'm into week two. Now I always want to mention, I've been an interim children's pastor at High Point all summer. So some of this stuff, if you're brand new, you're like, I, how do you do that on week one or two? Well, I've been building relationships, and I've been learning the culture of the church, and I've been evaluating. I've been the, you know, figuring out and getting to know people, identifying leaders, and all that stuff. So um, you, some of these things you might not do for a few months in. But week two, what did I focus on? I got my notes here. There goes page one. One of the things I'm focusing on is changing the whole culture of our check-in, all right? And I mentioned this last week. Check-in is kind of the bane of kids' ministry. It's that necessary evil because there's evil out there and we want to protect our kids and we want to protect our, our families and protect our volunteers. Um, but I'm trying to rebrand and change the culture of our check-in to being our welcome center. In fact, I've named our ministry our first impressions team, our first impressions ministry, because as the saying goes, you never have a second chance to make a first impression. And as people come to our church, that check-in experience is their first impression. Not only did it technically work, because most parents understand it, and they're willing to kind of go with you if the printer doesn't work, or you got to restart something or whatever, which seems to be common with a lot of check-in systems. But how were they greeted? You know, how were they talked to? How were their kids addressed? You know, um, so we're doing some fun things. First thing I did is clean that whole area and gut it. It had years of just accumulation in the counters, and we got rid of all that. We've added a fun thing where guest kids, we got a nice smiley sticker that we stick on them. Um, say, hey, we're so glad you're here. Here's a smiley sticker. But there's a strategy behind the sticker because that all the volunteers know throughout the whole day that when you see a kid with that big 
three-inch smiley sticker, uh, that's a visitor. That's a guest. So, man, high-five them, greet them, make sure they're not sitting alone. Maybe find another kid to pair with them and say, hey, would you buddy up to this guy? Um, and so you get to welcome them. And then the cool thing is we tell them on the way out we've got a special treat for them that that sticker is their ticket. And they come back by the visitor center on their way out. And we I bought some big Myler emoji smiley balloons. And uh, we sent them home with one of those. Stole that idea from Red Robin. <laughs> but uh, kids love getting a, getting a cool balloon. And um, some of the kids are like, how do we get one of those? I'm like, well, they're for our guests. But maybe if you bring a guest, I'll give you one too. And so uh, that would be pretty awesome. So the um, next thing I did which was my segue that I delayed on talking about your philosophy of ministries. I said, man, we got to get a kids ministry brochure. Now this, this is my temporary brochure. I cringe at the white border because, um, I, I did this on the printer, but we've gone several months without just some basic information. Last week we launched all new names for our kids ministry. We launched the outpost for our kids church and our trailblazers, our second hour program for kids that are there both hours. If you're curious about that, um, listen to the podcast last week where I explained all of that. We rebranded our kids' ministry, our early childhood base camp as our preschoolers, our twos and threes, our explorers, our fours and fives, our scramblers, and we're having a lot of fun with that. But I was like, you know, that's a lot for people to learn, and visitors, they don't know it's a change. They just need to know what it is. So I made a nice little brochure, and uh, I'll put this online. I always like to start out with, uh, I have a verse there. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I love that verse. The best compliment I've ever gotten in children's ministry is from parents who complain, but they're happy about it, that I've actually shortened their family vacation because their kid does not want to miss Sunday, so they have to leave after Sunday or get back before Sunday when they probably could have had a couple extra days at Disney World or wherever they went. So um, so that's pretty awesome, um, and, and that's my goal. I want kids to say that I love to be in the house, Lord. In fact, I had a little fun with our church um, oh, I guess that's reverse image on Facebook Live. Uh, our church name's High Point. And so we've made our motto, making Sunday the high point of a kid's week. And that's just what we champion to all of our kids that we, we I mean, our, my volunteers, that we want kids for Sunday to be the high point of their week. We want them to not be able to wait till church day and uh, be asking their parents, how many days until Sunday? Um, because we make every Sunday so fun. So inside, and again, I'll post this in line. There's, you know, I'll show it on the screen. I, I know it's mirror image. Just a simple little logo of our different ministries, a little description. Um, I have a safe and secure comment that uh, I think is important to say your children are important to us. That's why only screened and trained volunteers are permitted in our learning areas. It's also why we use a secure check-in system so that only you can pick up your kid with the security tag you received to check it. But one of the things that I've always done with my brochures is made a recruiting flyer right in. Now, last week I talked about my Yes Flyer, and that's on Kidology. If you go to the new posts, uh, you can download that. I even gave you the Comic Life file in case you have that software, um, and I removed my logo and put church logo here. Um, but I made a mini one that's right in our brochure so that they can just tear that off if they'd like to serve and just give me their name, their cell phone, their email, we'll get all the rest later with the application process, but they can check what they happen. And then I outlined briefly uh, the process that they're going to go through. And uh, I talked about that in the last podcast, how important it is to have a volunteer process. But right when they first open it, I've got a little panel here that says children's ministry on purpose. All right. This is where it's important to explain your philosophy of ministry 
to the parents. And um, there's several samples of this. I know Orange does a great job of defining it. A lot of churches just copy and paste that on their website. But I think it's great to develop your own. What is your passion for ministry? What's important to you? And so I said children's ministry on purpose. We strive to be child-centered. All right, Everything we do is intentionally designed to let kids be kids and so that they will love learning about God. All right, My second one is we're highly relational. We seek to connect children with a loving adults who know and love Jesus, understanding that a love for God is more caught than taught. And then my third one is we are gospel-focused. We have fun, but it's fun with a purpose to introduce children to Jesus. We share the good news of the gospel clearly and often. And then my last one is family-focused, all right? We are dedicated to supplementing the family in their attempt to lay a spiritual foundation that in God's timing will lead a child into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ and then to provide a place where they can grow. I want parents to read that and go, wow, they're going to make it fun for the kids. They're going to form friendships. They're going to hear the gospel, but they're going to work with me. And I think that is so important. Now, by the way, each of those, I have scripture to support, but in a small brochure, you don't always have uh, room for all that. So uh, on the website, I unpack that a little bit more. Our new church website is getting ready to launch at the end of this week. So um, eventually you can check that right now. It, like a lot of churches, they're in the middle of updating it from uh, what was really cool several years ago. And now we're excited to be finally updating it and making it responsive. Same thing we're doing at Kidology, uh, which, by the way, maybe I'll give you a little secret on that in a little bit. If you remind me, what's the Kidology secret in the comments? And then on the back, I just put how to contact us, all right? How to sign up for our email newsletter, how to join our Facebook group. We have a closed Facebook group. I really recommend that for your ministry, that you only let in parents and volunteers of your ministry. Then you can post pictures of kids and announcements have community. So no, I don't let Kidology people join that group. It's just for my church, all right? But I will share things on the Kidology group every now and then. And then we even do some text updates. I haven't utilized that a lot, but our pastor is big on text updates. We get our church um, Bible reading plan texted every morning to us. I tease him that it's my wake-up alarm. And, that, um, and then even a one-minute short devotional that he records, just sharing his heart about that passage, doing little mini-series. It's really fun. Um, that you can check out if you just Google High Point Church Power of Three. That's the Power of Three chapters a day. There's there's this little logo if you're watching the video. Hey, you can join it. In fact, you can just, I think it has on there, you just text GROW to, I wish I knew the number I'd give it to you. And you can get those too. It's a great uh, Bible reading program and it'd be um, pretty awesome. So I see some comments here. I want to know... Um, see if there's any questions here. Thank you, Chapel Ridge, for, for sharing this. And uh, jo Joni, yes, philosophy of ministry is so important. A lot of people skip that because they're just busy getting ready for Sunday, um, but it is so important. And Aaron writes, we're blessed to have both paid child care workers and volunteer workers. The paid staff has extra responsibilities and required to work whenever needed. Do you have any tips on how to manage this to avoid awkwardness when paid and volunteers serve together. Well, here's what I'm doing. I don't have any paid volunteers. Um, that depends on your staff. But you can define the roles. So, and I talk about this in the last podcast. We've created two teams. We still need to build them. But we're going to have a host team. And the host team are the ones that are computer trained. They can, they can troubleshoot when problems happen. 
Uh, if there's a conflict or a parent doesn't have their tag or whatever, they go to that person. So they're going to have a little more authority and a little more technical training. You could make those your paid people. And then your volunteers, you could have be the, the greeting team. Their job is to show up, maybe guide them through the check-in process, uh, but mostly it's greeting, smiling, learning the kids' names, getting down on their level, maybe giving them the balloon. And big one, escorting guest families to where their kids need to go. Instead of giving them a sticker and setting them on a wild goose chase. Because aren't church buildings weird? I mean, church buildings are the most confusing buildings because they're usually been added on to, and, uh, and so it's been hard. And so you could make your volunteers that greeting team. So but there's a difference between the level of not only when they're expected to work, but also the level of training and expertise. And then the greeters, man, anything comes up, you just say, let me introduce you to one of our hosts. And they, they can help you uh, resolve that. All right, Jared, we love you and your stuff up here in Ottawa. Hey! Oh, I was going to grab my Canada hat, but it's up in my closet. I have a hat that just says, hey, and I wear it whenever I go to Canada. So it's pretty awesome. So um, that's my week one report. Oh, 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 how could I forget this? I'm also developing my leadership team, all right? I'm putting together here, of course, it's going to be mirror image if you're watching the Facebook video. I'm going to post this as well. I made it generic by removing some names. But having an, organizational, having an organizational chart of your children's ministry team is so important. So I've been working on this, building the team. What are the positions needed? It helps our team to visually see. And I know some of you are going to be asking, what program did I make that in? Well, it's a Mac program, and I'm going to look it up here really quick. But it is called Shapes, all right? And it is designed specifically for um, doing flowcharts, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's called Shapes. And um, what's cool is when, when you can grab a box and move it, and the lines move with it. Um, the lines connect. It's basically designed as a flowchart program, and I think it was pretty cheap in the App Store. I tried doing it in PowerPoint and some other places, and I was spending more time just trying to reshape boxes and color them and drawing the lines. I was like, this is not a good use of my time. And so it was worth the money to buy that little shapes program. But building your organizational team. All right, so on here, I've got myself. On the previous one, I had a line up to the senior pastor because I wanted to show that I'm under leadership and authority too. But I ran out of room, so senior pastor got the boot. But I think they all know that. Um, I've got an admin. Uh, she's amazing. She's more than an admin. She actually is the director of our inner city Colfax ministry, um, but she also serves as my admin. Um, and then I've got my early childhood director, and we're going to be developing leaders under her right now. She's doing it all, so I'm working with her to say, hey, we got to build up the leadership and build up the lead teams. And uh, so she's learning what that means and what can they do, you know, and then what do I do? And it's like leadership and things that you could do if you weren't just staffing rooms every Sunday. Um, we've recruited a uh, outpost director who's going to help with that our Trailblazers director, our Peak 45, which is going to be our pre-teen pre uh, 4th and 5th grade ministry. Um, they're still going to meet uh, in the outpost on Sundays, but we're going to do some special events, like some Friday night frenzies and things like that. Um, and then uh, our First Impressions director, I want them right on the team because they play such a critical role. And then a tech coordinator, all right? And I call my tech team Tech Ops. And I started that with um, the, uh, <laughs> I just saw uh, I just got a reply from my first impressions by text. I don't know if she's watching this or she just texted me. Anyway, it's got a funny timing. But um, I call my tech team Tech Ops. At my last church, it was Kids Rock Tech Ops. Now it's going to be HPK Tech Ops for High Point Kids. And the reason is tech 
are like your special ops. They're supposed to be invisible. So I would tell my kid techers, and I have adult ones too, if, I, if I've got to say from the stage, hey, we need this or do this, I say, your cover's blown. They're not in trouble, but their cover's blown because, you know, everyone turns around and looks back at the tech booth. And so their goal is to be like special ops. And that part of that goes on the leadership to create a good plan and to have a worship plan um, all the way set out. Um, but that's important to have. So that's my leadership team that I'm putting together. We're now working on when are we going to meet. And uh, I'm hoping we'll do like third Monday night once a month. We're going to make it a meal. The kids are welcome. And uh, we'll do some planning because we got to start talking about Christmas and even next summer and uh, other special events. And uh, the only one I have planned right now I'm so excited about is the Great Stack Up. Right? If you don't know about the Great Stack Up, Google it. It is the year, the day, every year in November that Speed Stacks, the sports stacking company, uh, breaks the world record for the most kids stacking on the same day. They've broken the world record every year. Uh, last year, I think it was 622,000 kids on the same day. Cup stacking. In fact, I'll post a video in the show notes of the highlight video when I did this at The Rock a couple of years ago. Um, it was a lot of fun. So now is Q&A time, and at the end, I'm going to give you the top secret kidology thing. All right, so I'm going to give you a chance if you've got some questions about anything that I've shared today or just something that's burdened on you. I've got a little bit of time here. Yep, we're, we're right on schedule. I'm trying to keep these to just around a half hour, maybe a little bit over so Question time. I'm looking for them. I know we've got some listeners there, so uh, let me know if you've got one. If not, then I'm going to move on to, oh, I'm trying to, I was trying to use that as bait, you know, the top secret kidology thing. All right, well, here it is, and you can still, maybe you're still typing a question, uh, and that'd be great, but, oh, 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 we got one. All right, can you post either the website for the Shapes Flowchart Program or the exact name so I can look? Yeah, I will look that up. I will put it in the show notes and that would be um, fantastic. Looks like everybody loves that program and that flowchart. And by the way, I'm going to put this really close to the screen. See that little cartoon of me and it says, Go Team? If you are not doing Bitmoji, you have got to do Bitmoji. Bitmoji is awesome. It's based, It's an app. It's B-I-T-M-O-J-I. I got that right? Bitmoji. All right, you download the app. I think it's Android and iPhone. It takes a little setup time. But it is so fun because what it does, it makes a little cartoon of you. I've got all my friends doing it. And uh, my wife and I use it like, I don't know, 20, 30 times a day because they have all these cool little cartoon emojis that have you on them. And you can change your outfit and everything. And, um, and so I have a lot of fun with that. And what I do is I save them to an iCloud uh, shared album, shared only with myself, so that uh, I can keep them forever and use them over and over again because they kind of rotate them in and out. And so, uh, and there's hundreds and they're amazing and they're fun. So use those Bitmojis. It's kind of a fun relational thing, a way for you to kind of connect with your volunteers, use them when you're texting, use them in your charts. So I made one of me saying, go team at, at the top of uh, this. I use them in my weekly volunteer emails. They're a ton of fun. If you, um, Make a Bitmoji, send it to me. All right, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my cell phone number. All right, this is like top top secret. Right, it's a perk of watching all the way to the end. Six three zero seven one five eight zero eight five. You can text me your Bitmoji, and uh, we can become text buddies. All right, and I can have a ministry to you through texting. I love encouraging and texting and keeping in touch with people. It's awesome. All right, so here's the top secret thing saved for the very end. We have been working for two years 
on a new Kidology website. The current site, is, I'm embarrassed to say, is from 2001. And man, it was cutting edge back then. It was all custom coded because there wasn't WordPress. There wasn't all this plug and play stuff. And so it was built from the ground up. And so anytime we wanted to add features, it's been expensive because it's all custom code. So we've had to find programmers that know the, the code that it was written in. And our site does things that even a lot of the out-of-the-box ones don't do because we've got a membership base, we've got a store, and we've got a vendor system, and we've got forums and all kinds of things. But the downside is it's not been very mobile-friendly, and we are definitely in a mobile world. So we have been working on redoing the whole website so it's friendly on your iPhone, your iTablet, and all that. So I'm going to need some beta testers because later this month we are going to be launching uh, the beta Kidology, and the, the current one will stay live at the same time. There'll be like a secret URL to the beta testing one, and um, and then you'll be able to try it, and they use the same database. So any change made to one will appear on the other, and then we just need to know what displays right, what we need to adjust, and uh, so anyway, if you would like to be a beta tester for the all-new Kidology um, website, then let me know. Send me an email, or you can send to carl at kidology.org, and um, support will get that to me. And we're going to build a little list of family and friends, um, some instructions on uh, technically what, what that'll look like. Because sometimes you'll click on a button and it'll go to the old site and how to change the URL to go back to the new one. And then uh, once, we, once we're happy with it, we're going to launch it. I'm hoping by my birthday, September 19th, um, that's my target date right now. We'd like to do it sooner, but that's like our drop dead. We want to launch that this fall, and it's going to be awesome, and we're so excited about it. You want me to repeat my cell phone number? All right. Mm, top secret, 630. You got that? 630. That's Chicago area code, 715-8085. And, of course, if you missed that, you can always watch this because we'll be posting this uh, on Kidman Talk, all right? So, um, this is your last chance, going once, going twice to type a question. If you're about to type something, type some gibberish really quick, and then I'll know that you're about to type a question. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap up this 100th episode of Kidman Talk. Woo! It's been amazing. It's been incredible. And I'm hoping for 100 more. Hey, Kim, you joined right as we're ending. But that's all right. I'm glad that you guys joined me today. Um, you can share this. We'll be posting it. I'll be putting it on Kidman Talk along with the show notes. I'll re-listen to it myself to see what I promised to post. And I'll post those things. So just go to KidmanTalk.com or KidOwls.org slash podcast. There's lots of ways to get there and it's going to be awesome and as always you can reach me by email carl at kidmantalk.com you can email you can uh, well now you guys can text me because you're, you're in you're in the inner circle and um, tweet at kidologist or kidman talk love to hear from you and what topics should I cover in the future on kidman talk well, let me know it's up to you because I am here to serve you here on kidology.org so until next time, I'm going to wrap it up.